What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On this episode 57 of a very special coronavirus hiatus episode of the Green Street Hammers podcast, we talk all things West Ham and Premier League as we're desperate for content. With this hiatus taking over, we talk West Ham playing games behind closed doors and where exactly the season could end up with potentially a restart or ending prematurely. Keep it locked on the Green Street Hammers podcast. All right, welcome back to the Green Street Hammers podcast, or welcome in if this is your first time listening. Uh, it is episode 57 of this show running here, and uh, we've never quite had a show like the one we're about to have. Uh, there is no Premier League football. West Ham is not currently playing this weekend, next weekend, or any foreseeable weekends, as coronavirus has struck the league and the world uh, with a pretty much global shutdown at this point in time. Um, but before we get into the specifics on everything, I'd like to say hi to my, my counterparts here. Uh, as per usual, uh, Jeremiah, you are hanging in there from Colorado. How's it going? You know, uh, you know, in The Shining, when Jack Nicholson's kind of running through and chasing people, I feel like that's me with my kids right now. So uh, pretty good, pretty good. Other than that, pretty good. I love it. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> Lou, you're usually here with us as well. How are, are you handling the shutdown? Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, I've not got any kids, but my dog's trying to get them all, so. And uh, a new addition to the podcast, Henry, uh, one of our latest ads to Green Street Hammers here. Henry, welcome to the podcast, first of all. Second of all, how are things? Where are you situated in the world, and uh, uh, what's going on with you, man? Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm in Brighton, in the south of England, I'm sort of preparing for the what seems to be apocalypse, so... <laughs> Watching a lot of Walking Dead in preparation. Nice. That's that's a that's a good prep there. Uh, I would say that maybe it's a bit overboard. Maybe Shaun of the Dead to start with, if if you'd like there. But uh, they've officially shut down all Winchester-like pubs in Toronto uh, and any that- outings over fifty people. Restaurants that are only allowed uh, are only allowed to provide takeout or delivery options. So no more dining in anywhere in Toronto in Ontario for yeah. as much as that stands. The pub and wait for it all to blow over. It, no longer an option. No longer, especially on St. Patrick's Day of all days. So mm-hmm. I'll be having a quiet, resolute beer after the show here. Um, 
guys, uh, it's been a it's been a hell of a last couple weeks. Um, West Ham are, are coming off of what was a promising loss, if I want to say that, if that makes sense. Uh, they went to the 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 Emirates, looked great against Arsenal. Um, we're unlucky to not come away with something in that match, but we all thought there was a lot that could be built on from the performance, just some better finishing and, and that matches easily in hand for the hammers. Um, but as it stands, that's not happening. Uh, anytime in the, in the future, it doesn't seem like it will either. Um, but again, before we jump into the actual West Ham side of things here, uh, how are we filling our time? Because we usually tend to do post-match content, uh, from match day until about Wednesday, the next week, maybe Tuesday, if it's a Friday match. Uh, and then we jump into uh, the pre-match for the upcoming match. So there's been none of that, and there's been a couple great pieces uh, out on Green Street Hammers, sort of uh, gap fillers and what-ifs and, and whatnot as far as content's concerned. But, uh, Jeremiah, I'll start with you. How are you How are you filling the time without football to, to fill that gap? You know, Adam, I thought I was going to be good. I thought I would be uh, you know, pretty squared away, and I, I could use without some sports in my life, but I was completely wrong. Uh, so I've been doing, uh, trying to think, I guess, as much as I can about how to write and what to write. But realistically, I've been uh, spending more time with uh, the kids catching up on uh, kids' shows. And then also, I've been uh, catching up on a lot of like older, just older movies and shows. So definitely not productive by any means. Yeah. <laughs> and Lou, how, how are you uh, populating your time? Um,. Yeah, that blank expression pretty much. Over the weekend, I thought, you know, one weekend without football shouldn't be too bad. But on Saturday afternoon, I was just left completely uh, dumbfounded on what to do. And by Sunday, I was just sleeping my life away. And it's, it's nearly the week again, weekend again now, and we should be uh, preparing for a trip to... Spurs, if I'm right, am I, am I right in that? I think you are, yeah. Yes, that. So, yeah, that's quite uh, morbid thinking about. But I, I suppose human life comes before football. So, it's hard to draw a line between the two of them sometimes, though. Henry, how how are you? Uh, how are you getting along here? What are you doing to to fill your time? Um, sort of trying to do a lot of writing, um, getting supplies in as slowly as you can without harming other people getting supplies i guess um you're in the minority with that i think yeah um i've been playing a lot of fifa i started a west ham career mode where i dropped them to league two sold all of the players and have solely <laughs> built the team from youth academy players oh. and got them back to the premiership i have a couple 90 rated players so it's been a very long long time of draft into it I mean, you're staying in the football world, though, which is positive. Uh, for me, I'm I'm nose nose diving into the the Call of Duty world right now. But work from home, uh, it's some you know you think work from home is going to be this beautiful option where you're in sweatpants, which I currently am, and you're sort of lounging around. But not having the separation between office and home really, really does stretch the workday before you usually would start, and usually now after you would uh, leave the office and go home. So uh, I'm learning just how 
how silly I was thinking it would be easy, but uh, I plan on jumping back in more on the writing side as well for West Ham, and and we're here to sort of just have a nice friendly conversation about the way things are going in the West Ham world right now. We've got a couple talking points, but more of just a conversation and something to help fill the void. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm, I'm down and ready to, to jump on another one of these episodes next week and the week after that and until we have, uh, until we have football back. So um, we're all here to try and help each other along. So hopefully a podcast or two helps in that process while football is still on hiatus here. Uh, a, couple, a couple points to sort of jump in on here. Uh, the first one being, uh, it's tough to say right now because we're so you know early into this, and the Premier League was one of the slowest uh, in UK, slowest uh, adapters to shutting everything down. But uh, do we think that there's going to be a restart? Uh, and if so, or if not, I'd love to hear your reasoning why. Um, Jeremiah, I'll, I'll defer to you to start here, and then we can sort of just uh, spitball around ideas. But uh, is the Premier League coming back this season? Yeah, you know, I don't think it is. I think um, my my hope is that it would be. Obviously, like we've all talked, we've kind of lost our minds a little bit without West Ham football, and uh, even to the point of creating the League Two side, which I like, Henry. I might get on that, but uh, I think I think the I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be coming back. I think the overall coronavirus issue that's been going on has, I think, caught a lot of us by surprise of how maybe overwhelming it was going to be, and at this point. Unless something changes, like you know, in the next couple of weeks, I, I could really see it just being canceled and and not coming back as a whole, which is is really you know, I guess dev- it's devastating on one hand to think like ah, uh, you know, selfishly I don't I don't have football to watch, but on the other hand, it's devastating too, just the overall kind of just craziness and mass chaos that this thing's causing. But yeah, I just don't see it coming back. Yeah, Henry, do you have any any thoughts on you know the restart if it's going to happen, or, or do you agree with Jeremiah? What, what are your thoughts here? Um, I'm sort of tending to lean towards where Jeremiah is, especially with this deadline being set for the season to be finished. Like, it's only sort of getting worse at the moment. There's no, it's not, it hasn't peaked and is on its way down, are we coronavirus? So there's no point setting deadlines for it. Yeah, especially with... with, You know if we're going to make it there or not. Yeah, especially with Italy sort of being the case study of, you know, what's a few weeks or days ahead of everybody else uh, and how quickly it's it's spitballed out of control in Italy there. Um, it, it seems like we didn't – no one got ahead of preventative measures outside of Korea. And, you know, now it's tough to see – it's tough to make plans. Like you were saying, Henry, like having a date for it to restart or, or to be finished by uh, – you know, we said pre-show. That's great to have a date, but there's nothing that makes having a date matter as far as this is concerned right now, right? Yeah, exactly. It just makes it. It's tr- trying to take off crosses so you can appease everyone, but at the moment it's all blind planning because by then half the players might have had coronavirus and haven't fully recovered, so there's not enough players to play because everyone's deemed as injured. Yeah, there's that fear of of undershooting it too, right? If you come back too soon, you could have a you could cause a flare up, and then it shuts things down for next season. I guess that's something I I didn't even thought about until right now. Like you said, there with with players catching the disease as well, the virus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's a massive shame for clubs and lower leagues that are fighting for promotion, but I think they should do the promote the top two. You're gonna have to, you're gonna anger people in the playoffs, but promote the ones in the automatic playoffs and have a larger league for a season. 
I think that's quite a sensible idea, and it's going to anger the least amount of play amount of teams. Yeah, I, I can't see rele- like for or I can't see going ahead with relegation. But like you said, there there's team like Liverpool that they they were going to win the league. There was no doubt about that. Voiding a season without putting a champion in it. I mean, if you take the human element out of it, it makes sense because the league's not completed. But there was no doubt in anyone's mind Liverpool were winning winning the league this season. The same goes for relegation, though. On the opposite on the opposite lens, that there's no clear cut relegation team right now. Norwich did themselves a ton of favors in recent weeks, picking up points to make it closer than it should be, really. Um, so you can't you can't knock anybody off. I agree with you, Henry, on that one. Lou, what what, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm pretty much thinking along the same lines at the minute, really. Uh, I think third of uh, April for when they set the dates to come back for the Premier League to come back was slightly optimistic to be honest and as you say the uh, pandemic is just getting worse and worse by the day and rates are going up and whatnot and we've obviously not hit our peak in the UK yet so where the, the league can be completed in the summer months obviously uh, Euro 2020 is being cancelled today being officially called off so whether they can fill that time with with the end of the Premier League season I don't know but it's just how you follow that up uh, like do you then delay pre-season and then get them pre-season and when to start the other leagues and it, like the it's like a never-ending cycle of what happens then what happens then what happens then but yeah, I agree with you. My, my uh, best mate is a Liverpool fan, and he, he he's been going on about it all season, obviously. And I think if they weren't uh, uh, to be given the the Premier League size, the Premier League title after all this, I think that would end him before the coronavirus would. So, but, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to take that away take that away from anybody there, as far as that's concerned. And I think you bring up a good point, Lou, and I want to get your guys' opinions on it, so please jump in there. Uh, if there is, I mean, Lou mentioned that uh, Euro 2020 was pushed back a year, same with Copa America, so there's no international tournament this summer for South American or European teams. So um, it, there's this gap of, of time now where that would be played, but as Lou said, there's preseason, uh, there's a summer transfer window that has to get factored into this as well. Um, could you see there being... Uh, a compacted schedule if let's say you know they, they give let's say as of right now there are two games postponed technically West Ham versus Wolves obviously West Ham versus Tottenham the next game up is Chelsea um, April 5th we know that's not going to happen I would be surprised if we see any football in, in April at all I think that's the safe bet um, but let's say halfway through May they decide they want to kick back off do you see there being a, a viable option with um, you know two matches a week and getting through the rest of the season yeah, I think there could be. It's it's definitely going to be interesting to see, though. You know, like it, it'll it'll look a lot like the uh, the Christmas kind of December January time frame if it is where everything's just kind of bunched together, and you're really going to see uh, it's going to help some teams out, I think, in a big way, and it's going to hinder some other clubs. And I'd be curious to see where you guys think West Ham falls on that, and and I would probably be maybe leaning towards the uh, the hindering stage just because we're still not that incredibly deep in a lot of different positions. But yeah, I, I think if anything, it's going to be. It'd be kind of mass chaos of by like may time frame they're like yeah let's go ahead and do this and then and then we're just kind of pushing all the matches in as fast as we can 
Yeah, I also think that um, I think if it was to come back, I probably think the first few games might be behind closed doors as a way of sort of getting the football going again and then reintroducing the fans once everyone knows it's like going to be safe for the fans mm-hmm. and using the opportunity to get games sort of played behind closed doors to help push the season along might not be the worst idea. No, I, I like that idea too. I'm happy you brought that up because one of the points I wanted to talk about and talk about rather is if we were pro or against closed door matches. But um, I think the context in which you just when you that you just brought up there, Henry, is really important to closed door matches. Um, before we jump into that, we're just going to take a quick break here. Uh, you're going to hear from Coy Irons, and then when we come back, we will jump into that topic right there. For West Ham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best West Ham videos and podcasts, download the free COY Irons app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, so we're talking about closed door matches, uh, and I, I brought up the context of how this could, you know, sort of be changed from a negative to a positive. Um, prior to this, I want to get your opinions on it, um, but I'll but I'll put this out there. Uh, prior to to the actual halt in, in play. In the pausing of the league, there was the idea of uh, playing closed-door matches, and people were very much against that, specifically West Ham fans. Uh, I mean, we're all more surrounded by that idea, uh, or by that, by that group of people, sorry. So we know how important you know fan support is for that team and how the supporters can really pull a performance out of the players. But when that's looked at as the last-ditch effort to have football, everyone's going to be negative on it if it's if it's worded and used the way that henry brought it up here where it's the first step towards getting back to regular you know fan attended stadiums uh and fan fan attended matches it could be a positive if you swing it that way it's all about you know not the message just how you deliver it basically um so yeah i i want to hear from you guys were you were you pro or against uh, closed door matches and and do you think that there could be a different reception to them if it's leading to eventual full uh stadium matches uh I do like that idea in terms of gradually bringing fans back in, but I just think at this stage or stage in the near future, it's still a bit risky as if we look like we're getting better, we could get complacent. And then, uh, you know, it just takes a couple of people just to still have it and then a mass outbreak could return. So I, I do like the idea of that, but I still think it's a little bit risky. And I'd still probably lean towards the idea of if we were to play football, play it all behind closed doors for the for the time being. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think it's the same way. It's it would be risky. It's a good call though. I think if, when we do come back, if if it's going to be any time we're anywhere close to bring it back and kind of do the closed door. But at the same time, I was for it. I I, I think selfishly just would have rather seen it that way. Football was still going on, and we still had. You know something else in our lives other than you know the Monday through Friday grind, and then what do we do over the weekend? And I guess we can hang out with family. That would be good. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, but no, I think I, I do think it would be it would be interesting to see how it would affect us. And I think a lot of fans were maybe negative, but probably right. You know, we we are a club. I believe in anyway that West Ham are a club that definitely gets. When the fans get behind it, they can they can pull out a performance, and we've seen it a lot. So it would be interesting to see kind of how that would go with uh, you know not having the kind of fan background there. But I think too it would affect every club. It would be it would be awkward and weird to you know to be playing in front of a, a giant you know sixty thousand seat 
stadium and nobody's in it. Um, we've seen a couple matches, well, with the the Mexican League, and I know the Bundesliga did it too, but it just looked weird. It was almost kind of ghostly looking. So I think it would have affected both sides, but it definitely could have taken a hit for West Ham. Yeah, I definitely think like it's a good way to get football slowly back into the way of people's lives. Um, obviously, started doing it once. Everyone that's going to be involved with that game, that first game behind closed doors is clear of the virus and it's safe to go for those people to be in the stadium. But I do think like what they sh- what should be done is the Premier League and Sky Sports and everyone like that needs to sort of forget about greed for a moment. And if all the games are on, televise all the games so all the fans can see. Like it, if the club's so full in- inclined, put on the big speakers recordings of the fans at the game so you have a noise there which I mean when the players are playing they're not looking at the crowd but they can hear the crowd so that hopefully would have a positive effect but I mean everyone says there's no atmosphere at the London Stadium so maybe it's not much of a difference if there's no fans <laughs> <laughs> it's a real soulless ball yeah everyone would prefer the fans to be in football I know I would but if it's a way of getting football back and as I believe it should all be televised for the time being, like just put it on the BBC or Sky and red button. You can choose which game you want to watch your IP for your telly gets one game or so a day. So, you know, they're not sort of watching everything. They're just watching their team. Then I don't see a problem with that. I think it just sort of needs to be given back to the fans in a way. And if the fans can't go, let the fans watch it. Don't limit it. Don't limit it to season ticket holders because, not everyone that goes to a game is a season ticket holder. They're just fans that don't have a season ticket. They've got tickets for that game. So there's no reason why it shouldn't just be open to everyone for the time being. It would certainly give people something to look forward to when they've been stuck at home for all week. It's such an easy action to take to be like the good guy if you're Sky or BBC or whoever has the rights. And like you said, would be able to disseminate that to the masses. It's such an, such an easy easy move to make to make that you know make people feel better uh and give them something positive there um an aspect of this i wanted to get your guys opinion on was um the player aspect uh we saw angelo Ogbonna and jeremiah you wrote about this was extremely outspoken when it came to the premier league being the last of the major leagues to suspend play and was really contemplating playing games until arteta was uh, confirmed to have COVID-19, uh, which was on, I think, the Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, and then they called off the matches on the Thursday morning. Um, that is very late, and that is honestly... that's They literally waited for somebody to have the virus in order to cancel the games, which is completely ignorant in my mind because they weren't going forward without a uh, with a closed-door policy, so the entire stadium would have been packed had, had, uh, had Arteta not you know felt symptoms or been tested himself. So... Um, you know, you can even draw it further back. If the Olympiacos uh, chairman had not spoken up and said anything, the test to Arsenal would not have been made, and then that would not have spread throughout the English game. So it's a, it's really mm-hmm. a butterfly a butterfly effect as far as that's concerned. But Ogbonna was very outspoken, and Jeremiah, I want to get I want to get your sort of breakdown on what Ogbonna said, and and if that sort of changes your mind, or you think there would be bigger pushback from players if this uh, behind closed doors step was taken. Yeah, no, he he was definitely outspoken, and I think it 
you kind of already hit it, but it was definitely for the appropriate reasons. And, you know, regardless, I think of it, what anybody's thoughts on the, on the virus are, it is, it's very contagious and a lot of people are catching it. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people are dying from it, but he was definitely right in the fact of saying, you know, that it, it was going to take till somebody died basically until, uh, for them to cancel the game. So it was definitely, I think he was in the right, you know, he definitely caught flack for it. And on both sides, you know, it just depends on what your outlook on it's going to be. But I think, too, if we would have ended up playing those matches, even moving forward, there would have been a lot more outlash from the player's standpoint. I think, you know, they want to play just as much as we want to actually watch the match itself. But at the same time, you know, I, I think at some point we have to look at him like, OK, like this is clearly bigger than sports. It's clearly bigger than work or anything else. So it's time to just kind of pull the trigger on it it's just uh really unfortunate i think that it took them that, that long i mean every other major sport for the most part was shut down you look here in the states you know with uh, college basketball and everything else that's going on and it's kind of a big month for sports and you know they had already shut everything down so definitely i think it was called for in a way uh but but yeah definitely uh they, they took their time on it and I think that's why you saw the outburst from him. And I think if, like I said, if they would have kept going with it, you would have seen other players kind of step up too. Anyone else feel like uh, or want to touch on sort of the, the player reaction? Do you think there would need to be a player vote that would be brought in to make it, uh, to make it viable? I think that's not a bad idea because obviously I know we look at them as footballers and sportsmen and people who earn a lot of money for kicking a football. <laughs> But they are humans. They've got their families to look out for. It's a very short career, a footballer. That's why players do take huge contracts out in places that they probably don't want to be living because they need to earn as much as they can until they retire. So they have that nest egg. So they do need to, like, they're humans. They need to protect themselves. And I think it's a very smart, I think that's a very smart idea for them to have a vote. And then if, they think it's safe for them to go play football out in the open air, which apparently is good to do. Um, then I think there's no reason why that shouldn't be done rather than telling them they're going to go play because a lot of them aren't going to react well to being dragged out of their house in a, for what most of them is a foreign country. Like Thomas Suchek's only been here a month. Like, he doesn't really know his way around. If someone's coming to his door knocking on, saying, right, you need to come out to training, go play against Arsenal or Chelsea or Tottenham, he's going to be like, well, is it is it really safe? Or but if they all have a conversation inside amongst themselves, then they know they've got the support of each other. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of um orchestrating behind the scenes that would have to take place, I think. And, and you know, as far as Western like or, or like new north america sports are concerned the player like the nhlpa the nflpa the mlbpa the players associations for all these leagues are basically whistleblowers and uh and red flag wave waivers of the owners and the media or you know the the people who have vested interest monetarily in the league to basically say uh-uh everything you're doing is on the backs of the players not until we say yes uh, and I don't know if there is a, a body like that for all football players. I, not that I know of anyways. Do, do you guys know if there is a players association? I think there is a players association in England because they have the PFA, like the players, um, mm-hmm. the players player of the year. So I'm sure there's a similar sort of. Uh, that makes sense. So, so yeah, so so even even with that, like that that would be even more. Uh, I mean that's that's good for the idea of football coming back because then you could you could basically 
put it up to that that governing body. Um, as far as closed doors, I think it, it has to be a progressive measure. But again, they don't want to undershoot it. Lou, do you have any any thoughts on, on that uh, on this before we move on? Um, no, I agree. Really, it, you can't really force the players into something that they're not comfortable with doing. And uh, I don't know how true these are, but there was a report today where they've been doing samples on uh, people who've had the coronavirus, and it says, I think it was like 3 in 12 people, it permanently damages your lungs. So, obviously, they are prime footballs and prime prime age, and, you know, good athletes and that, so it probably wouldn't affect them to that degree. But to ask them to go and play Premier League football such a short time afterwards with, you know, potential of, you know, bodily harm in terms of that is, is it's a bit of a big ask to do such a physical activity when they've potentially just recovered from the virus. So I agree that they would need a vote and not even like a 50-50 split. I'd say the pretty much the overwhelming majority would have to vote in favour of playing for them to go ahead with it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's reasonable the way the way you sort of put it out there for us, um, gentlemen. I, I have a question here. Um, actually, you know what? We're, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that. Uh, I just want to touch base with you guys basically on uh, the Copa America and on uh, the Euro twenty being moved. Uh, just a quick. Uh, check in on what you guys think here uh there's gonna be some players that benefit from this being moved i think they're you know you could argue that injured players uh or fringe players or players who've had a bad season uh, are there any takers on west Ham who you think would benefit from uh these tournaments being pushed back a year um my my first uh i guess themed uh theme to the day person and, and i'll leave some some other ones for you guys to talk about is josh cullen um, he is not a youngster by any means, but uh, Ireland are not a powerhouse as it stands. He's had a great season for Charlton, I believe he's at this year, and, and they're raving about him. And it appears David Moyes, according to X, wants to have another look at him in the summer despite him being out of contract. If he does get a new contract with West Ham, that's potentially Premier League football for another year uh, with uh, the likes of Carlos Sanchez being shipped out and Mark Noble taking a step back. I think there could be a major benefit for him stepping up and you know playing football at the Premier League level to see if he can actually cut it. He hasn't really been given a chance. Uh, but anyone else come to mind? Uh, Jeremiah, I'll go to you first on this one. Yeah, I think you touched it well with him, but also you look at Yarmolenko. I think it depends on if we are going to keep him, sell him, what's going to come up with that. But getting him back and healthy and uh, you know, getting him to play for, I believe it's Ukraine, getting out there. And he's done well internationally. Uh, he's definitely a, a good player in their eyes. I think it's, you know, the more playtime, the better. I guess you could look at it both ways as, as far as, like, you know, maybe having a break might be good too. But getting him back out there would be good. I do think with Fornals, I mean, maybe selfishly a little bit, if he was even going to play for Spain, um, I'm not sure if that was going to be a thing or not. But if he was, you know, I'm okay with that not happening in his case to maybe just kind of keep the play time down and, and keep his kind of mindset focused on West Ham. But, yeah, those two come to mind for me. Henry? Um, I've definitely got a couple of names that I know have poor seasons and would probably relish a chance to get back to it. And what I went for was, like, Anderson and Haller 
because they're both players that have shown a lot of promise, hence why we spent over £40 million on them and have never really got into their international teams. Like Anderson it will be a year older, but ageing, like William will be a year older. So he could, if he recaptures his form, could be a natural successor to that. And Haller, it's the same with Giroud and Gignac. They're going to be ageing out of the squad and France like to have a big man up top. And Sebastian Haller should f- be filling that role if he was playing as he was at Frankfurt. So if he can have a year where he gets back to his best, then that could happen. And one player I definitely think would relish a, a restart would be Manuel Lanzini. Because before he picked up his injury, he was in the Argentinian side going into, I can't remember, going into the World Cup. Yeah. And picked up his injury, dropped out of it, hasn't rediscovered his form. But if he has a bit more time where he can and another chance to prove what he can do, which David Moyes clearly believes he can do, then there's no reason why he couldn't get back to the form he showed before his injury and maybe get back into the Argentina side. Yeah, I think that's a fair take there. Any any final thoughts there on players, Lou? Yeah, I, I thought I was going to get, get away with that one then when uh, Henry said Alain and Anderson because I was going to say Lanzini afterwards. Uh, but for for the reasons he said, really, uh, I'm not sure he would get picked at the moment in the Argentine squad. But like you say, if he does manage to regain his form, then hopefully by this time next year he can potentially be making the Argentina squad. So yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else, but as far you know, maybe. <clears throat> Maybe you could say Issa Diop, but that's a pretty tall task with how deep France is when it comes to defenders. If Noble, if Noble has a good season next year, then <laughs> hey, Harry Winks is playing himself out of an international spot, so you never know. I don't want to close the door on anything here for Noble. You, you guys have been playing too much FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're right. It's the England team. Okay, gentlemen, uh, we're going to take another quick break here. And when we come back, we will answer some more questions West Ham related. Alrighty, so uh, Scott uh, originally uh, wanted to be here with the crew tonight to talk about uh, all things West Ham and football with this hiatus upon us. But he couldn't uh, as work from home has swallowed him up as well. But he did submit a question, and it's a very interesting one. Uh, and we've added an amendment to it to make it a two-parter. So uh, we'll go roundtable uh, and figure this one out. Who, uh, What hammer would you wish to be quarantined with the most? Uh, would you like to be quarantined with the most? And who would be your least uh, wanted to be quarantined with? Um, I, I, I'll defer to, to Henry here. The new guy can go first. Uh, who, who do you want to hang out with and who do you not want to? Um, oh, I've been thinking about it so much, and I can't split the two that I'd want to hang out with for two very different reasons one would be robert snodgrass because i feel like you will just have laugh your head off for however long you need to be and the other is angelo ogbonna being italian i feel he's going to cook great food with whatever mm. stock. so you're going to enjoy the cuisine you have rather than i think with snodgrass there's going to be a lot of tinned beans but <laughs> you'll enjoy the company of snodgrass more so it's a bit of a mixture i like uh, that those two people i didn't have that's good yeah, the player I don't want to be stuck in with is, I think, probably Sebastian Haller. He seems very intense, and I feel that would get very tired. <laughs> Although it would be such a massive coup if you got a, cracked a smile out of him or something, right? Like, that, that would be, like, the <laughs> highlight of your week. 
But it would take all your energy rather than what you're supposed to do with like conserving your energy of like just trying to make him smile. That's true. You do know that if you hopped on his back, he'd be able to carry you with no problem. So that would probably be that, that's an added bonus too if you, if you needed some height in these quarantine times. Uh, yeah. Jer- Jeremiah, what about you? Who who you're least and most likely to be quarantined with? So for me, uh, most likely is going to be Mikhail Antonio. I uh, we, I think FIFA has been a theme of the show. I, I just as much as anybody else love to play FIFA. I know he kind of posted earlier. He was challenging. Uh, who was it on? Was somebody on Spurs? You guys going to tell me? That. Yeah, challenged him, and I believe he lost. Right? And you guys seen that picture? Uh, but man, I love to play with him. One, just because it seems like he might be a FIFA guy. Two, I could probably use you know some quarantine time in the gym with Mikhail to kind of figure out how to get the quads Fair. looking like that. Fair point. But uh, but definitely the, the one I've been stuck on is the the one I don't want to hang out with the most or the least, I guess. I think uh, you know Carlos Sanchez for me would probably would be the one that I would I would least want to hang out with. I don't I don't think we'd have a lot in common. I don't think we'd have a lot to talk about. And you know I think every conversation would just kind of start with so uh, you know how about that weather? So uh, why did you why did you do that red that red card handball in the World Cup that kind right. of screwed your team? Yeah, over. yeah. You know what what happened to the corners were working out well for you and now they're not. So yeah, <laughs> I think that would be they would be my two. Lou, who do you have? Who are you hanging out with? Yeah, I'll I'll say I'm hanging out with uh might come as a surprise to you, but I'll go with Roberto because there's no chance of him catching oh. him. <laughs> Damn it, Lou, you stole my joke. I thought it was gonna be taken before me, so I was quite quite pleased it it got to me, to be honest. But uh <laughs> You're gonna have to think of someone else now. Uh, this might come as a surprise as well, but I wouldn't like to be uh, quarantine with Mark Noble. Mm. Oh. I feel like I, I just feel like if things started to go wrong, uh, it's it just start taking out on you, and he'd start blaming you for everything, like he did, like he did to Og Bonner in that Crystal Palace match. Wow! It's, Shots fired at the skipper from Lou. <laughs> it get you by the throat uh, and you know wheeled you off and push you on. It's not wrong. Not wrong. Hey, Lou, I think that's the leadership yeah, but, that you need right now. Harsh, but it, yeah, that is that just his leadership showing. Uh, but <laughs> I think he'd be good if the looters started coming. Yeah, that is true. Mm. That is, yeah, that's a fair point. I, I, now I'm now I'm scrambling and thinking on the spot. You know what? I'm going to go off the board here, and I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with David Moyes for who I would want to be quarantined with. Um, wow. Now. He, him being so positive after that Manchester City loss really has me thinking that he's not going to be like, you know, depressed, staying inside. He's always going to be looking on the bright side of things. I think I could I could mentally use that when it comes to a, a quarantine mate. I think that he'd be a good a good solid mate for that. Uh, as far as who I don't want to be quarantined with, I'm trying to think here. I was gonna I was gonna do the flip with Roberto and basically say. Uh, I was gonna say like yeah, I would want him because he's not gonna catch anything, but then I wouldn't want him because how could I live with myself if I, you know, if I lived with him? I'm gonna go with Thomas Suchek uh, for the sole reason that he has posted multiple times him running around in the rain, and I just don't need that kind of negativity in my life if I'm trying to live that quarantine life right now. Um, so I'm gonna go for the opposite reason that you went with Antonio for Jeremiah. I'm going with Suchek. Nice. You know, nobody said for now's right. That was he might be fun. He might be fun. Maybe that's too obvious. I, I can I can see a little firecracker. I can see him being fun. He always seems to be laughing too. Crestwell, I think would be funny as well. Worth a good, worth a worth a shout there. 
Jared Bowen, two, two, no, I don't know, I don't know Bowen yet. I think Fabianski would keep you very safe. You'd just be making sure you're all right. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> like just a very nice, genuine man. Oh, if someone tried to break into your house, imagine the punch they would get from him too. Mm. Yeah, true. I think with Fennell's, uh, I'm not sure how how good his English is yet. So unless you speak very good Spanish, and it might be a little bit. Cerveza, por favor. <laughs> That's good enough. Fluent, you, you seem fluent. There, so. <laughs> I got the basics down, the the necessities. Uh, guys, that I don't have anything else written down here on the script, but I know, uh, I know there's there's definitely more to talk about here. Um, now, when it comes to the West Ham, you know, version of things here, if the season ended, if uh, they they called it off and they said we're going to start again in in August, uh, or we're going to revisit this, and, and you know, we'll we'll end the season now. And everything else stays the same date-wise, which the main point of this is going to be transfer the transfer window in the summer. Um, do you think West Ham? I mean, the the pressure was mounting. The media was on the side of the supporters when it comes to putting putting the the screws to Gold Sullivan and Brady. Um, but this has really taken the wind out of those sails, uh, selfishly, if you want to put it that way. But uh, do you think that? The, the club's still going to feel that pressure to invest this summer. Should they stay up, and should West Ham avoid relegation, which by all you know, by all intents and purposes, should be how it ends if the season were to be called off. Do you think that we'd see that massive investment that we saw a few seasons ago and, again, that we need with, with David Moyes sticking around here? Uh, <laughs> feel free to jump in there wherever. Yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we need a decent investment. You know, I wrote a piece the other, just today about uh, people that are possibly going to be leaving, and I think we will see a, a, a solid outflow of people leaving, and, and that's going to leave a lot more holes and a lot places to fill and I, I know what Moise has talked about about bringing people in and, and kind of getting the younger side of things and more pace maybe more energy which is good it's great it's what we need but you know once again that's kind of all hearsay let's see what actually happens it is uh it is devastating I think in a way we were playing good football you know they were they were playing good football and I think that we could have taken advantage of that bounced out kept going a further away from the relegation zone but you did touch on what I wanted to touch on with uh, with GSB out is that I think that they, if anybody, are hoping this season gets canceled. And if there's no more matches, there's no more ways for people to protest at the stadium and get in the news and kind of give them a bad light, then the better for them. I think that, unfortunately, it does take the sales out of the uh, Hammers was it Hammers United guys that were running this. And um, it definitely takes the wind out of their sails. And that's unfortunate. But, yeah, we're definitely going to have to bring in some people because there's going to be some uh, some empty spaces coming out. I think it could sort of go both ways depending what GSB do because if they do put the investment that's needed into the squad over the summer, they'll make a lot of allies from fans and if they treat the fans that the way they should be treated until the season is over, whether or not it's refunding partial of their season tickets, the tickets have been bought, this, this and that, like travel people have booked and stuff, which I think they should do because it's for their business and the longevity will probably come back in a positive way because the fans will believe that they do want the best for the fans. But if they don't refund partial season tickets, they don't sort of show any inkling to help out with the fans that have spent money and done stuff like this, and then they don't do an investment, I think they'll make a lot more enemies that were already sort of 
going on with Hamish United and you, you might see those protests grow to instead of being 5,000, 10,000, seeing it being 20, 30,000 very much disgruntled fans. And all of a sudden, you don't have a partial part of the stadium going against you or the away end. It's half the ground going against you and that becomes untenable as soon as it gets like that. So they need to be very careful with what they do over the next few months. Lou, what are your thoughts on this as well? Yeah, um, well, obviously you had Brady last weekend, uh, you know, just providing her thoughts on the situation, saying that she thinks the season should be declared null and void. But obviously that is her cynicalness coming out. And obviously it's to disguise the fact that what an atrocious season we've had and kind of a get out of jail free card so providing she does get that get out of jail free card I think then it's time to act and like just to make sure that we don't end up in the same situation this time next season because they were obviously they were on the cusp of you know being somewhat outed by the national media finally and And, like, if that were to happen this time next year, then I just don't see any coming back from that. But, obviously, now in the summer, it is time to make up for so much that they've done wrong, you know, over the last few years and to really invest, not just in the squad, but just overall around the club, make the match day, match day, you know, the atmosphere and you know make it just more yeah. fan oriented yeah, around the stadium the whole vibe around the stadium the training facilities train i was about to say training facilities which obviously league one standard uh and so just put put everything that she can and and the other two muppets as well into the rest of the club and just hopefully go from there and learn from the mistakes yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying, and, I, and I'm happy that you brought up the investment there. It's almost as if any investment and in, in all investment that's needed for the actual squad needs to be matched, if not exceeded, on the behind the scenes. And, and I think part of the problem with that comes from uh, the the owners not wanting to relinquish control to other aspects. They need to make a committee for fan representation, and they need to have uh, they need to have a director of you know football operations taking money, taking an annual uh, lump sum of money and investing it into whether it's the training ground, whether it's uh, you know anything else that comes to player development, hiring new staff, whatever it may be. There needs to be someone there that does that, but um, that's, again, uh, probably a fight for another day. Uh, guys, any final thoughts here? I, I mean, like I said prior to this, and I'm sure you guys are echoing it, I'm happy to t- talk football with somebody uh, in, this, in these dire times. So, uh, I, I'm down to do this next week with you guys if you are, and, and I'd love to love to keep this up uh, through the hiatus as much as we can. Uh, but any final thoughts going into the going into another little uh, week off here as far as football is concerned? I was just going to ask what what were well, what we've all got planned for the weekend, considering another week without football is in process. Anyone want to jump on that one first? I, for, actually, no. I I will. I got I've was supposed to have a family dinner we had to cancel that um i'm thinking i'm gonna get really really good at call of duty war zones over the weekend uh, 
maybe put out some transfer articles for for Green Street Hammers. Look at some of the players we've been magically linked with out of nowhere. I hardly believe that there's player transfers happening right now. Um, but what about what about you guys, Jeremiah? What do you got going on? Yeah, so I took uh, I took vacation this entire week before all this madness even started. We were supposed to uh, do some hiking, outdoor stuff, and that has kind of all uh, <laughs> been put on a hiatus uh, due to work saying, hey, you can't travel so far. You can't be, you know, flying out of country, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I agree. I'm going to be I'm going to be on the PlayStation. I, too, I think I'll be hitting up FIFA quite a bit. I have a, uh, a career mode with Mark Noble. I'm about ready to retire him and then hopefully kind of take him through the reins as being getting back to being West Ham's manager. So, uh, yeah, more to I guess more to come on that next week. And Henry, what do you, what do you got going on? Um, I was supposed to be going to watch Sam Fender play, and also Ricky Gervais had a oh. uh, gig uh, soon, but I don't believe those are going to be happening. Um, so probably having a lot of time on the Xbox and watching Netflix, mm. and maybe start doing a daily vlog of random stuff I've st- done that day, whether it's <laughs> collecting and seeing how many socks sock pairs i can make i think that's content that i'm that i'm gonna be dialed into when i see that posted out i'll i'll be i'll be there number one supporter of your of your sock based content well i think girlfriend might start a monopoly series ah have a daily game of monopoly and video it (laughs) i love that i love that i mean anything man it's it's the time of creating yeah we have the highlights of it and see how many times the ball gets thrown by me. <laughs> You'll have the video evidence to set it up to get you back to exactly how bad you were losing prior to that too. So it'll be perfect. It's a, it's a yep. win-win situation. <laughs> um, all right, guys, from, from everyone here at Green Street Hammers, uh, best of luck. Uh, stay safe. Uh, you know, Keep your families close. Stay inside. Uh, think about the elderly and, and those with pre-existing health conditions when it comes to this stuff. Uh, we all have a bigger responsibility with this, and as frustrating as it can be, without football to, to watch or play right now uh it's for the greater good and the quicker we all stay inside and, and kill the spread of the virus the quicker we get back out on the pitch there so uh for everyone here thanks for listening come on you irons and we're going to talk to you guys next week